Hey everyone, Nan Man here. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to let you know that you can listen to this in the podcast form over on iTunes or on Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you can be able to find podcasts. But we've also put the audio up on YouTube up with kind of a leveling of the new starting zone exiles reach. So if you want to kind of check out what that looks like while the episode is on in the background, you guys can be able to check that out. But without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What's up everyone? Nan Man here with another episode of Nan Man's Nerd Corner where we talk about all things nerdy. This week we're focusing on World of Warcraft since the expansion's been out for about two or three months now. And we'll also be talking about uh classic wow and all that kind of fun adventures in the kind of wow universe and i do have three guests with me tonight guests that you probably have seen if you're watching this uh in the video portion because they have played uh sea of thieves and other stuff or if you're listening to this in the audio portion at least one of these voices you will hear from our magic content that we have done uh but to kind of get things started into kind of our intros, we'll at least start by kind of figuring out, okay, what characters do you play? How many max levels do you have? All that kind of good stuff. And being the most casual player uh, of WoW now, because I used to be hardcore years ago, I've switched to being casual. I only have one max level character in retail, and it is a uh, druid. So that's the balanced druid, I guess, Boomkin style. Um, and that's, that's what I've got here. So at least kind of our... Um, Second up on kind of the introductions will be our kind of returning guest over here telling us the millions of max level characters that he's got. Uh, Jaime, why don't you kind of take it away with the millions of characters that you have at max level? Yeah, that's fair. I do have quite a few. Uh, (laughs) So in retail, I actually have four characters. I leveled a Druid first and almost immediately swapped over because I wasn't enjoying it. Um, So I have a, a Druid, a Shaman, a paladin and a dk and in classic currently i have a max level rogue and a max level warrior so it's safe to say that you play a lot of wow it is Some very would safe say to say the that. most amount of wow i i would say that as well all right guys all right come on now well, since you were just chiming in there, I think that is fitting that you kind of, as our resident classic player, at least tell us what max level characters you have. Everybody here, other than you, plays classic, so it's not like I'm the only one that plays. But you beat classic, so... Okay, I have a max level warlock and a max level warrior. In retail? No, no, in classic. <laughs> I have a max level mage in retail, but I play extremely casually in retail. But you're more classic focused. Okay. Yes. All right. So that means Nick or Silvar, you're our last mm, one yeah. up here for. Uh, I, I are you like close to Jaime in your max levels or no. closer? To, okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the middle of the road between Zach and Jaime here, so I've got. Two max level characters in retail, an Affliction Warlock and an Arms slash Prot Warrior. And then for Classic, I have a Mage and a Druid at max level. Excellent. Cool. Um, So expansion's been out for a little bit, but one of the big changes that took place with our expansion, or at least in retail, we're going to focus on for a little bit later on. We'll talk exclusively about Classic, Um, but they squished the levels down. Right. I 
I don't remember off the top of my head what it was before the squish, but I feel like it was like 150 or something. 120 was capped for BFA. Okay, so 120, and now they decided to squish it back down to 60 again to make it easier uh, for new players. And I know that we all started leveling new characters. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know not everyone has leveled more after we were leveling together um so at least let's talk about what you guys think about the level squish maybe the leveling experience in the expansions since the squish kind of that sort of stuff um i kind of missed bfa i didn't play it at all i played legion max out there and then i that was about it i didn't do any Rating. I didn't do any mythics. I didn't do really anything in Legion other than like, oh, cool. I made max level. I got a little bit of the story in, and that was it. So like the level squish to me, I was like, this seems great. I love this idea, making the game so much easier. Yes, let's do that. But some of you guys that have kind of played WoW pretty much every expansion, you might have different views uh, than me. So kind of what do you guys think about the kind of level squish and the level experience now? I'll chime in first, I guess, since I've leveled a character, I guess, probably more recently than they have from 1 to 50. Um, for me, it personally hasn't changed all too much because it's all done through the same method as before, which is dungeon grinding. Um, from my experience, it's been relatively about the same time commitment as it is going from 1 to 50 doing the quests and stuff. Um, but it's just easier typically just to grind dungeons. So in that aspect, it hasn't felt any different for leveling, but, um, you know, only having to go to level 50 or 60, I guess now, um, it's a lot quicker. Uh, the, the time involved in actually leveling is a lot quicker, which is really nice and makes you, I guess, feel more at open to the idea of leveling alts and stuff. But from the experience itself, is, it, it, does it feel very different between, like, when it was 120 and now between the level squish i mean I, it's just quicker but it's done through the same method at least for the most part from what i've seen and what i've done i don't know i may have you leveled anything or have yeah you thing for the most part yeah no so i leveled the shop so when i was going to play the shaman as my main uh before i mistakenly leveled the druid first <laughs> i actually leveled the uh the shaman to level 50 uh, from, from level one because I wanted the uh, heritage armor for the Dark Iron Doors, which is the coolest thing ever. Uh, and to me, it did feel, I, I agree with Nick 100%. I think the, the method is pretty much the same. Uh, it did feel a little bit quicker um, because it, it wasn't um, it wasn't like you had to go to this particular zone or anything like it hasn't been in the past. And then the other thing that kind of made it Nice, I would say, is like chromy time, which I don't remember if that was in before, and it may have, and I apologize if, if I'm getting confused here, but uh, the ability to go to the zones that you want and really kind of experience the content as as you see fit for leveling kind of gave you a little bit more customization instead of being kind of stuck to the, you know, to, to the particular content based on the level that you were previously uh, grinding to max level. Yeah, no, I really like the just like, oh, I can just level in wrath or i can just level in miss for those people that like i'm gonna do quests instead of do the like dungeon grinding like nick was describing earlier there um what about characters like uh demon hunters or uh death knights stuff like that that now you know you used to start 
higher and now it's like squished down have any of you guys messed with any of those characters or like made them pre-squish and seen them after the squish or anything like that no i don't i know that they i think they still start higher than level one but yeah i don't know where they start there was a weird thing too uh, that if you had your character made before the squish it'll be a higher level than what it would be if you made it after the squish yeah. So I know I went through and just made like a demon hunter and a death knight just to have them. I, I don't plan on playing them, but it'll save you like a little bit of time of having to level it. It's the extra right? amount of levels between. You've never really played a death knight. Yeah. Back before the squish, the highest I got one was like sixty one or sixty two. <laughs> yeah, that's it, pretty much what I did. I was like, all right, just all right, I'll go to Outlands for a little bit, and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is just. Right. <laughs> you guys are missing out, man. Death knight is so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The class never just really uh, sucked me in or anything. You know, never gripped me in, I guess is the better term. Huh? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we've talked about at least the level squish, because I feel like that was one of the biggest things that happened uh, like right before the expansion, right? The, the leveling changed in that regard. You can kind of pick where you want to level, and everything got squished down. Yeah. But like, I was going to say, I think for players that didn't play certain expansions it was probably a really good change so they could level new characters through the zones and stuff that they've never experienced whereas people like us who's been mm. playing the game every expansion basically well we don't have to like worry about missing out on the content from say you know wrath or something because we all played back then right whereas, like, but... a player that started in like wad or something they haven't really touched that content too much right i'm so sorry i didn't mean to interrupt there, but to be fair, too, new players have to level their first character through BFA right, contact. Yeah, it's more for like people you know who played, say, starting in WAD, right? And never touched, you know, BC or Wrath too much, other than like quickly doing the dungeons through like the dungeon finder and stuff. They can actually go back and do like the actual quest stuff at a reasonable pace and like level a character to, you know, 50 doing it. The other thing that I have heard, though, uh, is that um, once you get to that um, max, essentially, before the expansion starts, um, it basically kicks you out of that zone. So you can't ever finish, necessarily, um, like if you say, oh, I'm going to level in Mists of Pandera, right? And you go and you start grinding through and doing the quest. You, once you get to that max level, you won't have finished all the zones or all the story. And then it will kick you essentially and be like, all right, Chromie's done with you. You have to go now on to the expansion. So it's like it's a good intro, like you were saying, so some people can get that story. But it's like I, I wish there was a way to lock it and be like, there, listen, there is actually because you can lock your XP and force your character not to gain XP. So if you specifically wanted to like say you're a new player and you wanted to hit all of the each individual expansions and get all the story and you see that you're getting close to hitting 50 beforehand you can lock your xp and finish the story out before you leave does that work when you like discover new zones you and those sort XP, of like world thing no xp from anything that's pretty cool i did not know that yeah and that's also oh, another problem is <laughs> if you're a new player or yeah, even uh, like you know, more casual kind of player, you're not going to know about that. You have to like, there's a, a specific trainer that you have to go to in Order Mar or Stormwind, respectively, to to actually lock your experience. You can't just do it like on the fly kind of thing. 
Yeah, um, and there's no indication to new players that that's even a thing available. Right. I, like, I feel like the only reason that we know that is because we were playing when it was originally introduced exactly. several expansions ago. Man, the more you know. Learning stuff every day, guys, for all those casual players out there like me. Um, cool. All right. So I talked a little bit about that stuff. Um, let's kind of shift gears a little bit into kind of the expansion itself. Um, you know, lots of new zones, lots of new cool stuff with covenants and everything. You know, there's Torghast in there. There's all kinds of cool things that they've kind of, hey, look at this shiny thing for the expansion, right? Pay attention to this for a little bit. Ignore the incomplete stuff or the not, you know, balanced stuff. Don't worry about those things. Uh, but I really enjoyed the story. And, I, you know, as someone that doesn't play WoW as much, um, and I have not finished like my covenant campaign yet, but I have completed like the the basic campaign stuff, and I'm like tier three or something like the third chapter or fourth chapter in my covenant camp campaign part. But for someone that doesn't play WoW very much, I really enjoyed this expansion as kind of like I took the mindset of this is just like playing an RPG like regular game that I would spend 60 bucks for. And like if I was playing like the Arkham Asylum games or something like I, I took that approach to it. And I think I enjoyed it a lot because of that. It was like, Oh, there's this little cinematic here. There's a little bit of RP cool. And just like my view of this expansion might've been very different than your guys's view of the expansion going into it. Um, but through the whole leveling thing, at least, you know, there's a bunch of new zones whenever you get an expansion. What has been everyone's kind of favorite zone to either level in or just run around in? Uh, and then sort of what is has been your favorite covenant? And is it like kind of related to the favorite zone kind of thing? Because um, like, you know, the the nice way about this expansion is they kind of get you to go through every zone here, let me tease you a little bit about what this covenant can do and what you might experience if you kind of join us sort of thing, which I thought was a really good storytelling thing uh, that they were able to do kind of in this expansion. Um, but I, you know, I was going into it. I was like, oh man, all this like undead and skeletons. Yes. I'm going to be all about this, right? This seems awesome. And then I got to the night fame. I was like, oh Ooh, these people are really cool. Look at this whole like <laughs> Irish pantheon little twisted into their story that they've got. Ooh, this is oh okay. So yeah, I started out really liking kind of the what was it Necro Lords, I guess, Meldraxis area, mm -hmm. the skeletons, and then it's like, and then the Night Fae showed up, and I was like, ah, they got me. It's funny because that's the opposite of me, where like I saw the Night Fae and. What the heck is that place called? Uh, Ar Ardenwield or whatever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, was yep. like, I was just like, get me out of this zone. I, like, I, I hate <laughs> that. was, uh, sorry, one of the longer, like, questing storylines, too, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it was, because it was, it was the like, longest. Yeah. yeah. It was the last one I had to do to go to the zone I really wanted to go to. Mm. Yeah. And it was, I just want, I just wanted to get through it. I didn't care. I didn't read just me personally, I don't really read the quest anyway at this point. Yeah, like, so, like, I just was like mindlessly going as fast as I could to get out of that zone. And I think that's the only zone I didn't even do all the side quests for. I like specifically targeted the campaign main storyline quest and just get me out of this zone. 
Yeah, I think it was like my draw to it is just like because I've read all these other stories related to like kind of the Fae and that sort of like, you know, Irish kind of mythology essentially and so it's like even like the names of the places and stuff like that it's like oh okay right it's based on like tierna nog and this stuff and then so it's like ah my nerdy side is connecting with this zone that's actually funny because that's probably what uh led me to want to go to ravendreth the most was because it gave off such a vampire count uh warhammer fantasy feel to it mm-hmm. that i was like the most interested to go there for that reason so I can see definitely like pulling outside influences to help direct you to where you want to go the most. Yeah, nice. All right. So Jaime, uh, Nick, what about you guys? Um, yeah, for me, I honestly I've enjoyed all the zones. Um, I think my favorite zone is actually the uh, the Nightfae area. To be honest with you, uh, in terms of of the quest and the story and and how you progress through the zone in that particular campaign, as far as like visuals and and how the area was created. I personally like Bastion. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed the angelic feel to it and, and just, uh, just uh, I mean, and, and Nan knows this. I mean, I have like, what, like two or three angel play mats. So that's like, that's my <laughs> thing. Um, so it, it's just that whole like castles in the sky and you have to fly to a certain area and like ascending to be able to, to, you know, whatever your greatest trait is, is what you ascend at. It's just the, that particular part, and that's kind of what, what drew me to that company. But I think all the zones were, were, were really well done. Uh, I agree with Zach as well. I thought Ravendreth was was cool, the whole vampire count and how they get people to basically, you know, the, the souls that come in and and uh, getting them to repent for their sins and then accept them. And, and the idea of a sin stone and all that is, is, is just really, really well made. I guess I'll have to agree with the rest of the group here, actually, because I'd say Arden Wheel was probably my favorite. Um, when I do, you know, go with questing and stuff, I don't really care personally too much for the storyline of the quests themselves. Um, I kind of just breeze through the quests. Um, but what matters a lot from my perspective is, like, if the zone feels unique, which Arden Wheel, to me, feels pretty unique compared to any other zone that they've added in the game. Um, and I think there's just the most variety and stuff throughout the zone as you're exploring it whereas places like bastion just felt like a i don't know mulgore basically but covered in white grass (laughs) instead of green grass (laughs) and it just kind of got bland and boring um same with maldraxxus it all just kind of had the same feeling theme whereas like i'd say ardenwield and revendreth were probably the two most unique feeling zones and it kind of made it more interesting to level through um and then Again, I don't know. The Ardenwheel zone itself, I just like the, the color themes and stuff that they picked for it. Um, yeah. And, the, and then the covenant abilities, but we haven't really gotten into that too much yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I will. One thing I will add to Nick's point I do feel that at least I'm going to defend uh, Bastion here. <laughs> I do think Bastion's. Um, entire campaign once once you complete it and you go through that storyline after you have already leveled through it that's really when the storyline for that particular zone shines through um just because there's there's so many cool things that you're doing um uh, you know to to help the ascended and and involving uther that that uh you know you kind of see early on so i will say bastion for me i kind of had the same feeling i was like ah this is kind of 
I liked the scenery, but I wasn't really engaged in the quest and didn't really give a shit. And then when I got to the campaign to complete it, to get my uh, my special covenant gear and, and mount, that's really when I felt that the zone truly shined. That makes sense. Um, so kind of like if, sticking to this kind of covenant thought for a little bit then, it, did you pick your covenant based off of like the stuff that we talked about oh i was drawn to this zones particularly because of outside influences or were you like oh did you see this cool cosmetic did you see what cool set that i can get did you see what my covenant ability is like for me it was just like i've connected to this zone i don't even care if the covenant ability doesn't like line up with what my druid does it turns out that it did so it worked out for me in the end but i was just like this is my zone Hmm. It's funny because, like, again, it's like the opposite, the complete opposite for me. That it's like I don't care about the cosmetics, the zone, the story, or anything. It's only about the covenant ability for me in this case, and that's what made me pick Venthyr for Frost Mage. For me, when they did like the previews for BlizzCon and stuff of the zones, I I initially was most drawn to the Ardenfield one, so I was like kind of going into it being like, okay, I, I would want to pick that zone. I was open to the idea of if the Covenant abilities for my class felt like crap, I would pick something that actually felt good to play. Because at the end of the day, like, zone is only mainly part of the leveling experience and your, you know, daily grind and stuff. But if your character just feels bad to play, the Covenant abilities, to me, felt more important as far as deciding which zone to, or which Covenant to pick. And luckily for Affliction Warlock, at least, the um, Night Fae and stuff felt pretty good getting like a blink ability and stuff for both PvE and PvP. So that was my biggest deciding factor, I'd say, um, in picking them. So it just happened that my initial interest in the aesthetic portion of the zone lined up with actually the Covenant abilities and the power tied to it. That makes sense. I mean, I feel like since you have so many max levels, you, you should be in like all the Covenants at this point, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I am. How many times did you change covenants? <laughs> yeah, so that, that was actually going to be the point that I touched on. So originally on my Shaman, um, I joined Maldraxxus, uh, and I ended up swapping out of Maldraxxus for Kyrian, thinking that that was going to be what I needed to be to be able to push content. So so I, I, I think there's a fine line between like what you want to do and, and how far you want to like min-max your character and things of that nature. Um, as the game kind of had just started and as we were going into first week of rating, first week of Mythic Plus and just Mythics in general, you know, things were still up in the air. Uh, you know, there's, 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 it was more about play whatever you want, and then the the specific class abilities kind of found their spots. With that being said, you can still play any class ability. So I think, or, or you can join any covenant, play any class ability, and still be able to push content. You won't be as maxed or or whatever as some other people who have chosen the quote unquote correct covenant. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 they've done a good job of kind of giving every class and every ability within the Covenant a, a, a power curve that feels good to them uh, to a certain degree, depending on the content that you're pushing. With that being said, I have swapped twice now. Uh, the first time you swap over, it's not too bad. You just go and you start from scratch, and there's a lot of catch-up mechanics for those of you who swap or starting new to the game that doesn't make you feel like you've fallen too far behind. It's going back again to the covenant that you <laughs> previously left that sucks complete ass. Um, done you have, that? 
Yes, I have. So I've actually gone back to Maldraxxus uh, on my Shaman. And what you have to do is the week before, you have to go do a bunch, you have to kill elites and do a bunch of quests in that zone just for them to reconsider you. And then the following week, you have to do the exact same thing again so that they'll let you join back up. Now, the positive part of this is you get to join back from when you left off. So if you got to renown level 20, you decided to switch, and they were like, oh, shit, I don't want to do this. In two weeks' time, you'll go back to your previous covenant, but you have to do two weeks' worth of quests and kill elites. And it's the rare elites, not just elites. It's rare elites that you have to kill. Um, with, and, and then I guess the other touch point is with my Paladin, I have Bastion. And then with my Bloody K, I had Benthir. And honestly, both of those class abilities with the Blink and, and the Bile, <laughs> um, they feel really good. And each of them have their uses and, and, and their power, especially with tanking which is what I'm doing now, um, you know, you could you could do it with other abilities, but again, it's how you play and which ability you want to choose and how you make it work that really matters. That makes a lot of sense. I, I get that. Um, but again, I have only have one character, so I'm not, and I'm happy with where I'm at, so I'm not going to be doing much switching of, of my covenant abilities and stuff like that. But um, so... Talked about covenants, talked about zones for a bit. There's a bunch of other new stuff that's kind of hanging out in um, the expansion, like one of which is Torgas, which was one of the main reasons that drew me in when I was first hearing rumors of this. I was like, oh, I get to sit here and just like climb up this tower and I get special abilities each time that I play. What? I don't even care if I get cool loot. I, that just sounds like a, a fun thing to be able to do. And wow, yes, I, I am interested in this. Uh, but so has everybody had a chance to play Torgas yet? I don't know, Zach, if you've done it with all the classic rating and stuff that you've been doing. Yeah, I actually did it enough that I crafted a legendary. So I've done a pretty decent amount of it so far. Okay, so what's everybody's like initial thoughts with at least the idea of it? And the like idea that's been pitched to you. And then we could talk about like the actual execution and how they kind of released Torgas. So like my thoughts, the initially I talked about is like, I was really excited about the idea and I also was at least able to get my legendary uh, out of it, but haven't really progressed that much since then. Uh, I'd say for me, the idea, uh, I don't know. I like it. I didn't do the, so it Torgas kind of stems from the mage tower and Legion, I think where everybody could kind of go in and individually, do something sort of similar to this, but not really exactly the same. And I didn't even do the Mage Tower and Legion because I didn't care for any of the cosmetic rewards. But I didn't play Shadowlands with Torghast being a big focal point for me. So I was just going to go into it. And if I liked it, cool. If I didn't, fine, whatever. And I actually thought it was pretty fun to play. But I don't think that they really... I, I kind of thought it was supposed to be just a single-player individual character based thing but i don't think but but it's not but then i also feel like that makes it kind of more complicated and awkward like to find like different player level of groups to go through there i, I always kind of thought it should have been just individual people on their own going through i think uh, i can't remember entirely what they had mentioned at blizzcon when they first were announcing it because I know they've made some changes since then, but I think they always had the intention for being potentially group content, but with the focus on, I think, solo. Um, 
But yeah, that that's what I think they said. I yeah, no, they probably said that it. They probably were open to it being group based and planned on it being group based right. originally. I just thought that it should be solo though. Yeah, and I think that the structure wasn't as much so geared towards like Mage Tower esque type content as more. I mean, it was supposed to like the whole idea. You know, it's like a roguelike. It's every run's supposed to feel different kind of yeah. thing. And I know. We'll probably talk a little bit more, I guess, about what we think of it, like where they could have changed things and stuff. But from my experience so far with it, I feel like they kind of fell flat on that aspect where a lot of the runs feel very similar, especially with like the abilities that you get for your class. You kind of just get the hang of like what everything is really yeah. have over again until there's like not really choices anymore. Yeah, I feel like a part of that is they're like, oh, you they sell it this one way. And then with the amount that people are grinding it and running it, like you said, it just feels like it gets old so quickly. You're like, oh, I, I'm getting the same kind of abilities over and over again. Or, oh, I have these options, but I know that I need to pick these ones over the other ones. Yeah. yeah and, and then on top of that, so <laughs> I hate Torgas. I, I hate it with a burning, burning passion. Uh, on my Shaman, I actually couldn't do Torgas without Nick, and I'll, I'll be plainly yeah. honest about it. He carried me pretty much, actually, he carried me until I switched characters. <laughs> uh, and then I swapped and I started playing the Paladin. And on the Paladin, even at low gear levels, I was having no problem at all. So it, it, from from the perspective of a new character and its particular class, it seems like at lower gear levels or even starting out, some classes have an easier time than others, so it doesn't feel balanced in that way. Now, what I don't particularly like about it is having to um, how how it uh, works with alts. And essentially, if uh, you know Nick and I have grinded all the way to. Uh, level eight or whatever for each tower that for each wing that comes in within the tower. Well, if you make a new character, you have to grind back up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight again, and continue to do that as 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 you progress. So, a, it's not alt friendly. B, the idea that the resource that you need to craft legendaries is tied to Torgas. I, I get it. I still hate, but it it kind of like forces you to go in there to do it when. The Mage Tower was an optional thing. They got you a really cool cosmetic, and you had the choice on whether you wanted to do it or not. You could even level a character and try to get that uh, particular transmog before the expansion ended. So I don't like when you don't really have the choice to do the side content because you have to do it to be competitive in whatever other thing that you're doing. Again, I didn't really play in the last expansion i played in legion and that whole thing being such a key thing um what are your guys's thoughts on kind of the ch legendaries and kind of the focus of them kind Personally, of thing, i think but... the changes that they made this expansion were pretty good thing system around it i think having player choice as far as what legendaries they want to focus on was a lot better than the rng aspect of legion where you just randomly in the world you get one for doing x amount of hours of content for a known amount, you know, you can get one from killing a dungeon boss, or you can get one from opening a chest out in the world, and it's that kind of aspect was kind of, you know, short-lived excitement and kind of became frustration more than anything, whereas I think targeted systems for crafting them is a much better approach. Because they added the targeted crafting at the end of Legion, <coughs> excuse me, at the end of Legion, and I feel like if they had had that yeah. along with the random one at the beginning, even if the craft the targeted one 
was a longer process than what the end one was in Legion. I think it would have been fine. It was just the problem that yeah. the legendaries, especially because they went through balance changes along the expansion as well, that they weren't... If you didn't get one of your best slot ones with how rare the drops were early on, it was mm -hmm. almost more beneficial to re-roll or roll the same class again and try for a best in slot legendary. So they missed the mark in those aspects, but I... I mean, personally, I didn't really have a problem with the randomness to it initially. Cool. Yeah. I was like, I, I have more limited um, legendary experience by missing a lot of the expansion stuff, but it seems like you guys brought up a bunch of really good points with that. Yeah. And tying, I think, at least where Shadowlands has kind of missed the mark with the legendaries is, again, tying it to this content that I think should be more optional than what it is. Yep. Um, does it become more optional after you get your legendary right. or is it like after, Oh, I need to keep going so I can get different legendaries. If I want to change yeah. the way that my character was yeah, played. So you're, you're basically always going to need to grind Torghast depending on the type of content that you're doing. Cause like I have two legendaries on my warlock that are, you know, affliction only legendaries, but one's for PVE and one's for PVP and the PVE one I have is, a mythic plus pb it's not even like a rating pbe one so it's like and they're not even max level item level kind of ones because i haven't really been doing it too much lately but like there's it kind of has a system basically set up that you're always going to want to be forced to go into torgas if you want to make new legendaries or upgrade the one that you currently have or expand to different specs even i think that it can be just improved if they just work on improving yeah torgas. but i yeah, don't yeah. Think, oh, yeah, i don't think that there's ever a problem with having a system in the game that forces you to do something right like if you want to play at like a high depending on the level that you want to play at there's nothing wrong with being forced to do things like it's all your individual choice to do that or not kind of thing yeah right but 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 do it so it's not particularly tied to one specific thing spread it across various types of content or 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 make it so that everybody can kind of earn the thing because to nick's point you know um with with Torghast and the legendaries and how they work is yeah you you can you only need 1250 soul ash to be able to craft your first legendary right so that's like a week of of Torghast grinding at 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 most with some of the quests but then it's another 750 to get an item level upgrade then it's another what is it like a uh, thousand two hundred to get it and then it's like two thousand whatever mabob if you want to, to max it so essentially kind of like nick was saying you're you're pigeon held into having to either upgrade your legendary to push your content or basically continue to grind and be stuck in the role that you are because you don't have quote unquote a legendary it's going to make you be able to experience different content like for me for example i am prot and i'm going to go for the prot legendaries but i might want to try holy now that means that i'm going to have to grind even further uh Torghast because I want to have the other legendary and I may not be able to do the other content competitively if I wanted to try it because I am lacking that special power that makes yeah, it a little like, bit easier I think that that's like part of it if you want to do those things then you need to play more and put more effort in like you just said right but don't tie it just to Torghast so that that's the only thing I have to do I don't know I, I don't think that it needs to be spread out again individually for everybody's preference of yeah content I, I don't think that you should gain legendary soul ash or whatever from doing mythic plus i don't think you should get it from arena i don't think you should get it from anything other than one like a specific thing and i think that you can just work on improving torghast 
yeah, more. that's what I, I, was I don't say. think it needs to be spread. I think my biggest issue with it right now is just Torghast isn't fun. <laughs> like it was pitched as like a fun, you know, kind of like roguelike experience. But to me right now, it, it just feels very mundane and repetitive. And the abilities just aren't that interesting. Whereas like I've put in, you know, like say 40 hours into Slay the Spire, which on paper sounds like a very more linear type game, but it feels more intriguing and fun than doing Torghast where all the wings feel the same after you've done them once or twice. And then you know already know be. what every single power is going to be basically for your class. And it's just, I don't know, yeah. it kind of gets repetitive. It would be hard to do, but like if you could have the different alterations or upgrades and things like that to your abilities rotate in and out on kind yeah. of like the mythic plus uh, cycle where like each week or each two weeks or however often they change it, I don't know. Yeah. They change the affects of what you can gain in Torghast or something. Right. So anything to just mix it up. Yeah. It, or I mean, maybe introduce all the wings at once and then they just random you every time you go in there. So yeah. Like, I think like a large part of it for me is just like the anima cell choices. Like I don't, 3% mastery doesn't feel good, but like, yeah. you know, my pet gets 100% increased health and damage. Like, Every floor I go up, that sounds like fun. That's like cool. Like I got to see how big my, you know, my void walker can get, kind of thing. Stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, more those interesting those. than like three mastery. Yeah, <laughs> I think mastery. it's just because mastery is just non-noticeable, basically. Yeah. Right? Or even crit, like in haste. I mean, the haste, yeah, feels pretty good. But like, I don't know. Flat stat increases as your choices from those things kind of just don't feel as exciting. Yeah. So it sounds like. Uh... Blizzard could do some more to kind of adjust it. I know a lot of people were also like, Jaime, you brought this up about it, you know, felt impossible on one character, but super easy on other. And, and that's one of the things that I have heard is that like, oh, if you're on a tank, like this is the easiest thing in the world. Or like some healers, this is the easiest thing in the world where other classes kind of struggle. It, it, it definitely doesn't feel friendly to some classes at lower gear levels. And I, I have noticed it. I mean, I've only done it uh obviously with two tanks so far but it does with my blood decay and my prop palette even at like shit gear levels i had no problem at all getting to at least six or seven like my first go around so it 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 does feel a little bit more favored towards that particular you know or any class that that can can you know has a pet or or can can freeze and not singling you guys out i'm just saying like classes with certain abilities at the lower levels, it, it just feels a little bit friendlier to them. Makes sense. All right. So I think we've pretty much exhausted our Torghast kind of rants about they they could have done better. <laughs> but uh, All right. yeah. so let's kind of shift gears a little bit to some of the other content um, that is in the expansion, stuff like Mythics and Raids and stuff. I was thinking about doing a looking for Raid. Didn't end up doing it. So sadly, I have no contribution to this but we do have someone that pretty much all he does is play mythics so i think this is it's kind of your segment now jaime uh <laughs> so I, I can't say much of of the raid because i know you brought that up first um in terms of mythic dungeons and mythic plus uh i definitely feel that they went back to the legion formula with the dungeons i think that um, they are challenging. When they first came out, they were very challenging uh, as to where a lot of the separate dungeons have received nerves because some packs just either had to be skipped at high enough uh, key levels 
or they were just uh, they just gave groups so much trouble but um the dungeons feel good the content is hard you know to to time these keys you really have to everyone has to play well uh and and i'm just getting to like 10s 11s and 12 so there are people a thousand times better than me pushing fucking 15s 20s like there's it's nobody's business but even at those levels where they have introduced prideful which is a really really cool concept and, and mechanic um it, it again it is just really about playing well i've had a lot of success with uh somewhat under geared groups that knew what they were doing and played well i have bombed high keys with people that were geared and shouldn't have been shouldn't not have had any problem but it, it, for me personally i i'm i'm really enjoying that particular part of the game and that's actually where i focus i i do run probably more mythics than i should be <laughs> i was like i haven't touched the rating at all yet i know i may have done a little bit of pugging but i've watched like some raiders do like the rating content but for the most part my experience has been doing mythic plus and i think the the dungeon design itself feels so much better than it did for BFA. Um, so many of the dungeons BFA were terrible to run just because there was so much trash, and it felt like they tried to hyper-optimize everything around a Mythic Plus run. Um, but I think, like Jaime was saying, going back to like Legion, they felt the dungeons felt pretty good and fresh then. I think they do in this expansion where all of them, most of them, I don't know about all of them, feel really fun to run. Um, I don't know what anyone else's thoughts are on those. No, I think that's a good, like, I haven't really done much myth. I think I've done, like, one so far, like, one key, and it was, like, a two or something. So I, like, but, like, the dungeon themselves have felt very much tied in with the covenants and the zones, which is, like, I, you know, if that's the selling point of this expansion, they did a really good job with that and designing dungeons that feel unique to each of the zones. Right. All right, um, Zach. I don't know how much you've done any stuff with dungeons or anything, unless you have anything to add I about that. Done, I haven't done any Mythic Plus. I did Mythic Zeros with everyone, and they were fun. And just like Nick said, the dungeons, like as a whole, feel like immensely better than BFA dungeons. BFA dungeons, I never wanted to do them again after doing them yeah. the first time. Like oh, that's how no. bad. They, <laughs> They were just not fun to run at all. Uh, Wait, Crest Manor was fun. Okay, that one was like maybe <laughs> one of the only few ones that were actually decent, but I don't know. I know we kind of like talked about legendaries already, but they did change some stuff regarding loot systems for like mythic dungeons and for like PvP. So go on and talk about that a little bit. So I think the current iteration that they have for mythic plus dungeon like loot is not, not very good. They I, severely nerf the amount of gear that people get yeah. overall in Mythic Plus. So if you complete the key not in time, you get one piece of loot, right, Jaime? And then if you complete it in yes. time, you get two pieces of loot for the whole five-man group. Yes. And if you and don't then, get loot, you only get 35 anima power, which is literally <laughs> useless amount of it's anima like, power. Geez. It's what? less than what you get from doing a basic world quest in five seconds. It, they yeah. have no benefits, basically, for running the dungeon other than you getting your Raider IO score, which is a 30, third party app thing, getting your score higher, and getting the one piece of loot potentially, or two pieces at the end of the chest. Yeah, a world quest, most world quests, man, will give you uh, 
a hundred, what is it? A hundred and five anima power. So that's yeah. 35 times three. So you get three times the amount of anima that you would get from running one mythic dungeon from just doing a world quest. It literally will right. take you four to five minutes, depending on your gear level. It's like they kept the loot system from Legion, but reduced the amount of pieces that drop, which like, it's fine. I think reducing the amount of pieces to drop because there's no Titan forging and stuff like that anymore. But they kept this weird anima power thing that literally has no impact on the game because there's no like artifact power grind anymore. Face to someone when you get that anima at the end. And it's like, why isn't there a currency that we can get to then buy from a vendor a piece of gear? Exactly. Eventually? After you know running X amount of dungeons, you'll have accumulated enough to actually get a reward for your work. They haven't liked a currency thing for dungeons for a very, very yeah. Long time. But but that but. It, it doesn't make sense, though, because they've literally implemented that type of system for PvP in this expansion. Yes. It's a really good-feeling system. Because I think it feels good for PvP. I think it's always felt good for PvP. Well, they've even I've liked it for PvE, for PvP. but I don't think they like it for PvE. Yeah, but for PvP, like, the changes good. that they've made for it in PvP even feel really good compared to, say, like back in you know TBC and stuff, where you just have your raw currency and you buy your one piece. The way that it works now is you can get a piece for honor points, which is like one of the basic pieces, and you can upgrade it over time with honor. So it can that one piece that you buy can become powerful over time. So you're constantly upgrading your gear with time invested into the game. Yeah. And that feels rewarding, whereas when you run a mythic dungeon <laughs> and you get 35 anima for your last half hour of your time, it just feels bad. I think they're just trying to find the right line moving away. Because I think... I think too much was being rewarded in Mythic Plus, but I think they over-nerfed it. Like, yeah. I, don't know. I think to, to me personally, it's like if they were to implement something similar to what they did with the PvP system where you have a currency and you can get like pieces that have rankings to them and you can upgrade them like to a higher item level over time with that same like Mythic Plus currency, I think that's would be a good beneficial change. But Yeah, I mean, which I'm is not... possible that's still going to be implemented right later like i don't even know if anything's been previewed for the first major patch has to yeah well it's like i i ran like a ton of mythic plus at the start on my lock but i didn't get any upgrades for like over a week straight even from my like weekly vault thing i didn't really get any good upgrades from that because like the rewards that he kept offering were like chess pieces and stuff which my legendary slot already fulfilled so it's like i don't know how it is maybe i mean you can chime in more since you've run way more mythic plus dungeons but for me it was just it wasn't as enjoyable, and it didn't make me want to keep running dungeons and play the game. Yeah, so so I, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take two minutes of everybody's time to 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 rant a little bit on this. Um, so I have run a lot of dungeons, and obviously I haven't run you know like the super high uh, super high keys, but I've, I've still been doing a decent amount, right? And as someone who runs a lot of keys, it is very demoralizing to be able to run these keys and a get animal power or b really almost only see a piece of gear every i'd say my average is maybe every four or five runs i may see a piece and that may be an upgrade i think part of the problem too is we talked a little bit about the vault the vault is the only real way for someone who's grinding mythic plus to get gear unless they're going to be stepping into raid and, and raiders are kind of seeing the same suffering with the system that they have i agree 100 percent with zach where they, they nerfed it so hard where they wanted people to spend a longer time raiding and doing Mythic Plus to be able to grind out 
their gear, but when you make it so hard that it discourages people like Nick or anybody else who wants to do more dungeons from 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 being able to put in the time, it, it really kind of is counterproductive to what they're trying to do. Now there's like catch-up mechanics, like, you know, getting renowned from completing a dungeon. So if you can catch up your Covenant's renown, which also gives you a bigger power curve, why can't there be badges or something like everybody has talked about that you can get at the end of a dungeon? Or you get on a week, like let's say in your vault, none of the items you wanted are upgrades. You could cash one of those pieces, get badges, and go buy a piece that you can actually use. So there's there's many ways to go about you know, fixing the system and making it so that it's still kind of within their parameters of, well, we don't want people to grind out gear super quickly, but we also don't want people to feel, A, discouraged about being able to really do any content. Now, the other thing from from a Mythic Plus perspective of a player, I will, even if I do 15s, right, which is which is the, the will reward 210 gear, right? After that, I can go as high as I want, and I will not see a higher level piece of gear until my great, you know, until, until the vault. And raiders also have been suffering in the same regard, where they'll kill all these bosses every week, and maybe one or two people, or however many people, are getting a piece in, in, in the raid. Where like, scavenge for gear, whereas PvP players are following a very progressive system where they're getting gear out of their vault as well as gear pieces that they get the higher they go in rating no different than a player going mythic plus going higher in in the keys and no different than a raider pushing harder content to get better gear and more pieces right so so there's this discrepancy between pvp and pve and people it 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 does demoralize and 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 nick is you know there really isn't any incentive to run your 226 piece and then you're done the other problem too is it 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 causes an issue where the higher you go in content the more you kind of need the gear to make the dungeon go a little bit smoother so you kind of you're kind of screwing people because the content is supposed to get easier the more gear you get but because the gear is so hard to get the content isn't getting any easier for the people who are just putting as much time as a pvp or with a system that's working I think it's just because they haven't ironed out exactly how they want the PVE system to work yet. Well, uh, the PVP system has been in worse states for longer, so I think they've been working on it longer to find the right avenue for that. And the PVE changes, I think, stems from seeing how the game works with less loot overall in Classic as an example, honestly. And I think they wanted to lower the amount of loot everybody gets across the board in raiding and in dungeons. As frequently, at least. How long of a window, then, should the PvE system be broken, then, before they fit? Like, it's like, if, if the game's been out for, like, two months... I don't think right? it's broken. I don't think that's the right way to put it. I, don't, I just don't think it's optimized to the point that it could and should be. And I think, in my opinion, the first major patch, which, if it's not even been announced yet, uh, when it's coming, it's still going to be several months after the launch of the game. So... I feel like the first major patch should be perfect time to implement implement things to improve on the Mythic Plus and rating gear, potential upgrades, or however they decide to approach it. I guess that makes sense. It's, I, like, I guess my mindset is so used to, like, esports-related games that are like, oh, we need to fix this now. We need to, like, get in there and, like, tweak some numbers. We got to adjust some stuff, you know, like, patch this shit immediately. I'm not used to, like, all right, game's been out two months. We're just going to let it let it ride, guys. 
Yeah, they don't really do big changes like that, uh, other than major patch cycles. And I mean, they've it's been like that forever. They'll do hot fixes if things are broken and things like that, but they're not. And sometimes they might do a smaller patch along the way to kind of fix some stuff or something like that, but not something that is going to help like overall change how you're going to get and upgrade gear potentially. That definitely won't be on anything other than a major patch. That makes sense. Uh, so anyone else have any more thoughts with kind of gear or anything like that before we kind of jump to the next topic? Oh, I think we covered it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we really dived in deep for that. So before we kind of switch gears to classic and stuff like that, let's just like any last thoughts overall ranking so far, like after the two months, how's this expansion feel compared to other expansions? How's your enjoyment level been? You know, we excluding some of the like the gear related stuff that we got already got into, like if you had to give it an overall kind of rating and like me having a different lens to view this game, you know, going into it of like I'm viewing this as kind of I'm going to play the campaign and I'm going to do a little bit here and there and grind a little bit, but I'm not trying to do raids. I'm not trying to push the highest keys and mythics. I have enjoyed it and I've enjoyed the kind of world that they created with this expansion and, and kind of all the interconnectedness and the unique feelings that each zone and covenant has felt. So like I've enjoyed this expansion. I did not play the last expansion, so I can't really compare it to that, but you know, compared to Legion, I think I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed Legion. But again, I've played this one more than Legion. So I guess that's kind of the, the main reason why I've enjoyed it more. Uh, I, don't, I probably played similar amounts, if not less than you, man. And for me, when I judge an expansion, it's usually a lot of like varying different things. But the class, how the class that I choose to play, how that feels and plays is like one of the most important if not the most important thing and for me frost mage feels better than what it felt like in legion if only slightly it's hard to tell because i don't have all the different legendaries to try out and everything like that and i still feel like i haven't reached because the like the stats aren't as high as they're going to be as the game goes on and things like that it feels really good to play frost mage again and i thought they for lack of a better way mm -hmm. to put it, like ruined it in I BFA, and I didn't want to touch it. So. Morlock, that it felt so bad to play in BFA, and it felt really good in Legion, and now in Shadowlands, it's kind of felt similar to Legion, not as fun necessarily, but pretty dang close to what Legion felt like. It's hard to judge Shadowlands. Done. I, I couldn't imagine them doing uh, worse than B than BFA. Honestly, uh, was, I don't know, dude. Uh, Warlords was pretty shitty. It's by far the worst. Version of WoW I've ever played. Right, I don't feel like they did anything really a stupid choice on their part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess my closing thought with with Shadowlands and and overall, I I really do like the expansion. I I, I like the storytelling. I, I I think they can get the balance of loot and the classes a little bit closer and make things feel a little bit you know implement the systems to make things kind of a little bit more fun where people are upset by them or or whatever may be the case i i think it is going to be one of their better expansions uh i don't know that it's going to be the burning crusade or wrath of the lich king as that's you know some of the most popular content and and i know we're about to 
uh, move over to classic here in a second, but uh, I, I I think they've done a good job. I, I think that storytelling element and, and even if you wanted to grind through it or even just the overall story of what's going on is good. And I think they just got to fix up a couple things, uh, you know, to, to, to really get their game in that sweet spot where I think most people will be happy. I mean, you can't make everybody happy, but I think the, 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 the average will be that most of it is working well and, and they're happy with everything. Nice. So it seems like overall, most people, uh, at least in comparison to our last expansion, the, you know, at least Blizzard did something right in, in this regard. Hey everyone, Nanman here. I'm a StarCraft II and Magic the Gathering content maker and commentator. Thanks for tuning in and watching, guys. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and check the description for more information about other content that I'm doing. I've also got a new podcast, Nan Man's Nerd Corner, which you guys can find out on Spotify or iTunes. It's got a bunch of magic content as well as other stuff. Thanks for tuning in and watching, and I'll see you guys next game.